Spooky season. Is that what it's called? It's officially spooky season. Yeah. Although I'm not 100% sure, but my gut is telling me there's some racial connotations to that because they used to call us spooks back in the day. That probably is. I'm sure if like, you dig back hard, far enough, there's going to be some like, really terrible story about it. But we're not going to start off there. Nah. We're not starting there today. No, I, I refuse to start this podcast off on a bad note. Okay. So, it's... wait, what happened this week? <laughs> <laughs> he, he did what now? He got what? Coming to you live from Ed's living room, you're listening to State Your Take with Ed and Aaron. So, so a whole lot going on right now. Let's not start there. Okay. Yeah, so, I, I, I will say this though. Um, Steve sent me um, a screen. who? S- Steve. Who's Steve? Young Corona. That's who I'm talking about. I thought I thought, I thought we're gonna workshop another name for him. He doesn't really drink anymore. I mean, and that and like the coronavirus connotation is weird. Oh yeah. Okay. What can we call him? What workshops a thing? Okay. Yeah, but. Anyway, young young Corona uh, sent me a, sh- a screenshot of James Woods texting, which is always I great saw that. to see. And I told him like whatever, whenever he texts me, whenever he tweets anything stupid, mm-hmm. I usually go on YouTube and I watch the scene from White House Down, where he gets hit by like a suburban and then gets like unloaded on with a minigun. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's very cathartic. Just because, like, I know, I, I know, I know it's not happening to him in real life. I know it's fake, but still seeing seeing James Woods get hit, like reading a tweet from James Woods and seeing him get hit by a suburban, yeah, and get unloaded on by a minigun mm-hmm. is very cathartic. Just, just you know, it's not really happening. Well, I was telling, I was telling Young Corona that I can't even watch any given Sunday anymore because of that dumbass. Like oh. he's in the movie, and I'm just like, ugh. I think I'm saying just go watch that. Seeing White House down. Like it'll, 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 I don't think I've ever seen White House Down. It's n- it's not great. It's, it's is n- that wait okay? So White House Down was who was in that? It was Channing Tatum and Jamie Foxx was the president. And then what was the Olympus has fallen? Is that's Morgan Freeman and <laughs> um, uh, Gerard Butler, right? Yes, Gerard Butler. But they both came out at the same time. They definitely did, and they're both about the same thing. They definitely are. So that's why I probably haven't seen it because I've seen Olympus Has Fallen. Yeah, I have not seen, seen, seen yeah. White House Down. Yeah, I saw both. Um, Which one's better? They're both. <laughs> I, I would say they're both. I would put them both on equal playing field, honestly. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I thought like if you want to see something like over the top thing with like the president getting harassed by terrorists, it's kind of the same thing. Like I don't. Yeah. I think um, White House Down has some more comedy in it. Mm-hmm. Just because Channing Tatum and Jamie Foxx are in it, so. they're just funnier people. Yeah, just funnier people in general. But yeah. I mean, it's kind of it's the same. It's the same brand of stuff. Okay. Yeah, Maybe but I'll check just it out. I'm saying, like, whenever James Woods says tweet something, just watch that scene and you'll feel. All right. I'll make you feel better a little bit. You might, you might. Uh, fuck James Woods, though. By the way, just if we weren't clear about that. Yeah, I, I, I thought Minigun would have got that. Part, <laughs> How was your week? Uh, it was okay. Um, it was cool. Yeah. What did I do this week, man? Um, did you do anything sweet? Did you do anything? Uh, did you go anywhere? I didn't go anywhere. Hit that grocery store by mm, chance? No. Did no. you hit the grocery store? I did hit the grocery store, and I'm gonna hit the grocery store again tomorrow because uh, your boy's gonna get serious, more serious about his his food intake this week. What are you gonna do now? Uh, I'm basically just going to not eat anything that tastes good. That sounds. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> that sounds terrible, man. Yeah, man. I had some. Uh, I had some salmon earlier, uh-huh. and I don't particularly like salmon unless it's sushi or unless it's like sashimi, like raw. Am I about yeah. that? It's a bit of a struggle to get through. I'm not gonna lie. So, wait, it was just cooked or something? Yeah, was, I baked it in the oven. What do you put on it? Uh, a little salt, a little pepper, um, and a little bit of lemon juice. Oh, so lemon juice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that's that's rough, dude. But hey, listen, it's gonna be worth it when I'm able to uh, look at myself nude in the mirror and be like, you know what? Pretty good. You can do that now. 
you know I could. I'm just saying like it's different though it's a whole know. different vibe when I you're mean, you're you can do that and then you're also full and that's <laughs> that is that's cool you know? you know you're right like it can just be full and do that you could do that or you could be starving and do that how I choose to live my life no like I'm no up to like, me no judgment like I'm I don't want to say like I'm judging because like it's your prerogative to do whatever you want to do because that makes you feel better and that is fine like if that makes you happy cool I'm just saying you have options. I didn't say it made me happy. I'm just saying this is what I'm going to do. I'm saying you have options. I do have options. But it's also kind of a challenge, too. You know what I'm saying? It's like a mental thing. It's more of a physical thing, but it certainly is a mental thing as well. Yeah, I get that. But, uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. So I'm going to go to the store. I'm going to buy some buy some food. And I'm going to buy a lot of water because i got to be drinking a ton of fucking water. So I drink, I drink the uh, the fizzy water because it helps me stay a little, a little more satiated. Oh, I said busy, but I, was like, I, I, I heard busy, but I was like, you don't drink because that's that, you know, that, that that's that um, seltzer with the antioxidants. Oh, yeah, yeah, vitamin, yeah. Like vitamin C. Like that's what you're worried about when you're drinking hard seltzer. Yeah. Like, my <laughs> this is a riveting conversation for people listening right now, <laughs> talking about what, what I'm going to eat. But um, <laughs> if you haven't yet, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you're listening. And if you want to, you can check us out on Apple, on Spotify. I think Amazon has podcasts now. Cold oh, 45 is on Amazon now. So that's dope. We got to look into getting up on there. Yeah. Uh, check out our Instagram at State Your Take and check out our Twitter at State Your Take. Check out our playlist on Spotify, the State Your Take list with Ed and Aaron. And we have a merch store on our thingy. <laughs> on our thingy. <laughs> on our Instagram. That thingy. And you can donate. You can donate to our show. Donations. Donations, gifts. Do you think we could just like do we have to charge him for that? Fuck no, we're stealing it. That's cool. We're stealing it. Um, but yeah, if you want to donate to the show, you can do that. Check out the link in our show notes. Um, give us like five bucks a month. What is, what's five bucks to you? What's are, five bucks? Are we gonna get? Are we gonna get to a point where anything you say, you say Amazon has that? Like. Um, I what think do you mean? we're like because you said like they have podcasts now, and it's like, oh, Amazon has that. I feel like you can get anywhere. Like, you know, you want to buy a car, you can buy a car on Amazon. Yeah, you absolutely should be able to buy a car at some yeah. point. Yeah, you, should, you probably get a, get a car on Amazon. Mm-hmm. You probably buy like furniture on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Can, can you do that now? Amazon, yeah, Kinda, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I almost bought a couch on Amazon like two nights ago. Right. So you can just, I feel like we'll get to the point where everything you can say Amazon has that because now that they have podcasts, I can have everything else too. I mean, why not? Why not? Uh, world domination. <sighs> it's getting to the point now where I don't even like waking up in the morning. Is that bad? <laughs> Because every day is just something. It's like you wake up like, oh, fuck, I'm still here? Like, I like waking up. Like, I like my Shit. I like my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I like the people in my life. I like my work. I like doing this. I like going places. However, when I step outside of that is when I start to have a problem. And the problem seems to always stem from politics. <laughs> However... We got to talk about, I'll say, I don't, I don't want to call it a tragedy, but I will say it's a stroke of uh, misfortune. Um, someone very important to both you and me, and really America, if we're being honest. Like, if we, if we really just want to be honest about the, the position that this man holds okay. in our country, um, he is very important. And unfortunately... He came down with a case of the coronavirus. And the news broke, spread like wildfire. Everybody has their opinions on it. And so I'll yield my time to you first and ask you, what are your thoughts on Cam Newton getting the coronavirus? Because really and truly, this is the worst case scenario for the NFL. Is it not? I am. No, me personally, I am just... I'm shattered by. It. He works so hard to come back this season. Seriously, I'm I a little hate, devastated. I am. I am. No, I am. Sh- I was dumbstruck. I am too. I saw it today, and I was just like, "He worked so hard to come back. Like, so hard. He was doing so well when he got back in the so league. So well. And you know that, like, 
you know, the entire organization of the Patriots. I mean, Patriot way, right? I'm not a fan of the Patriots, but I got to respect them. You got to respect them. Yeah. But at this point, I'm just like, let's, like, maybe we need to take a step back and reevaluate the situation because if this man is getting sick, yes, being the face of the franchise, of the damn franchise. near the face of the league. It's arguable. It's arguable. It's arguable. arguable. Yeah. It's arguable. arguable. You can make I mean, the I mean, argument. You got Mahomes. You got Mahomes. You got Russell. You got, uh, Lamar you, got, you got Lamar. Yeah. But I mean, come on, man. Like, how do we continue to have a, a sustainable football season if our, our stars are getting sick? Yeah. Like, where am I going to get my double breasted yellow canary suit um, with the matching hat? You're not going to find it. You're not going to find it anywhere else. I, I need that. You yeah. can't just give that to me and take it away. Yeah. Apparently they can. That's so. We wish him a speedy recovery. Certainly, right? Yeah, super speedy. Um, well, we want everybody, and not just in the Patriots, but like Tennessee Titans. They came Titans, down with the case. Yeah. Minnesota Vikings came down with the case. Just, just sending well wishes out to the entire league. Because I mean, the, for all the faults the NFL has, uh, it's not with the players. It's not with the players. It's never with the players. It's always with the well, owners. Sometimes, right? Cooper, it was a problem. Oh yeah, he was. But um. You know, we just wish them all the best, and uh, yeah, that's really all I really want to say about that. It's all I, only thing I can think of. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's move on. Did you watch the debate this week? Uh, oh, I I didn't watch it at first because I watched it later. I didn't watch it when it first happened because you watched the highlights. No, nah, I watched the whole thing because I wanted to get the context of it after her all the fervor about it. But I didn't watch it at first because. I mean, I felt like it was almost, it's kind of like drawn out for you. It's like you see Donald Trump and then you see Joe Biden and then you have. It's like the Spider-Man meme. Yeah. And it's like you, and then you you schedule a time for them to argue. Like you, you like this is a scheduled for you to argue mm-hmm. for an hour. I, I don't know how else that turns out. But then I saw, I watched it and I was like. I thought I'd be bad, but I couldn't have caught this. <laughs> no. For everything that everyone thought that it was going to be, you could say that it exceeded expectations? Oh, with me, definitely. Um, in terms of comedy, I laughed at multiple parts of it, but I, not in a funny way where I'm enjoying it. I shuddered, it. man. I was, I was nervous laughing. I, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> we're fucked. I was like, damn, this we're is... We're fucked. Um, I tuned in. I was putting together uh, some furniture, and I was making dinner, so I, I kind of had it on in the background, but every once in a while, I'll pop my head in just to see what was going on, and I got to say, there's really not much I enjoy more than hearing two old white guys talking about black people in America. I mean, there seems, seems, seems bulletproof. No problems there. seems that whenever that topic of conversation is brought up in a political sense, it, the first thing that is always brought up is unemployment and crime. Yes, I mean that's that's what we're all about, right? That's that's essentially how you fix the black community. Definitely. According to the politics, right? Yep. So you fix the unemployment, yep. And you fix the crime, open and shut case. Dust our hands. There it is. Walk away. Sprinkle some crack on him, Johnson. Let's get out of here. This guy. <laughs> Um, but th- does that does that rub you the wrong way? I mean, when I think about it, I'm thinking like, okay, like why are why I, I don't know exactly how to put this, but why is that the go to pivot point when it comes to talking about our community in this country? Because they don't get it. Okay, that's it. That's it. Like, I mean, I think that if you, whenever you see any person talk about any race or any gender or any religion of people and you just go to these one thing, like these these one thing that you don't understand them at all. Like it's kind of like when you talk about Islam and you know, first thing comes terrorism, you don't get Islam. You yeah. don't get what that's about. Or if you talk about like Latinos and the first thing goes to immigration, you don't get them either. Yeah. It's like these things, it's like you don't, whenever anyone refers to your group or your gender or your culture and they think of like one thing, they don't understand you. And so whenever I see that, on like a debate stage and a political stage, it tells me how much you don't understand what's going on here. Yeah, when you see us rather as numbers, yeah, as opposed to people, right? Like it's like it's like when people say the black on black crime thing. It's like every crime is going to be black on black or white on white because you they keep it a crime where you are. Yeah, it's just crime. It's just crime, dude. Like that shouldn't even be a thing, but like it's a thing because you don't understand it, you don't get it. Right. That's what it tells me. 
Um, when it came to the moderator, our boy, Chris Wallace, uh, he was trying to wrangle children in that had just eaten all the cake and cookies. All of it. Um, Check all the punch, too. You, didn't, you wouldn't have expected it to be quite a difficult task at hand. Yeah. Uh, keeping these two guys in line from talking over each other and interrupting and sticking to the point. But a lot of people were feeling that he didn't do quite a good job. I tend to agree because I'm thinking like, well, if your one job is to moderate a debate and you didn't quite do any moderation, uh, you kind of failed, right? In his defense, though, it's like, who could be ready for that? Like, who could be ready for that? You know what I'm saying? It's like, I feel like we want to, like, people are talking about getting Chris Wallace to do it. They're talking about, I heard people talking about Jake Tapper to do it. I heard some. Tapper? Yeah. I heard some people, I heard some people talk about Joe Rogan to do it. <laughs> Wait, uh, is that for real? No, I heard that before it happened. Like, there was some, some dumb was like saying, Joe, like, Joe Rogan should do it. Like, sit down. Um, But I heard, but I, my thing is like, no one was ready for that. Like that, because like you should have been calling like the Andy Cohens mm-hmm. or like I think whoever whoever moderates um the Real Housewives reunions. Oh yeah. Or Love and Hip Hop. Like, what about should... like what about like Stephen Colbert or like uh one of those guys? Somebody yeah, with a little man. bit of No, you you need to be like maybe Warren Povich. Like you need you need to oh. be like for that debate, you need someone who's ready to to be to deal with someone that like runs across the stage. Yeah, like they, like that's what they needed. Like Chris Wallace, I thought was a good choice at first because I feel like even though he's on Fox News, I felt like he really just kind of he just asked like he really just asked questions. Questions were pretty fair for the most part. So it's like I thought it was a good idea, but like even when I watched, I was like he was not ready for that. He didn't sign up for that shit. Yeah, like he was, he he grew up watching like. Gerald Ford yeah. and fucking uh, and fucking um, like Nixon had debates and all that shit. Like yeah. he saw that. Yeah. Like he's not ready for this shit. This Nobody is, is. Yeah, he like he's not ready for fucking VH1. No. You know, he's never watched VH1 in his fucking life. Never, not once. Yeah, like this maybe guy, pop up video back in the day. Yeah, like he still has leatherback leatherback books, Chris Wallace does. He's not ready for this kind of shit. <laughs> Lots of leather bound books. You're right. Yeah, he he's not ready for fucking like Bravo. Like he's not he doesn't know that life, so yeah. I, I get people saying it's his one job, but like, dude, he wasn't ready for that. Like, you can't just throw Chris Wallace into like the the um, Real Housewives of New York reunion and make him think he's going to be doing well in that setting. Like, come on. The big takeaway from the debate was Trump's refusal to condemn white supremacists, and since then, I've seen a few videos. People have been linking to posts about Trump's disapproval of white supremacists over the, his presidential term mm-hmm. um when asked to do so on the spot he fumbled the ball um and it makes you wonder if he's done it before and it's such a layup uh why did he have such a tough time doing it in that moment i can well i compare it to r kelly you know because r kelly in in courts he says i didn't sleep with girls mm-hmm. i don't sleep with young girls but then like in an interview they're like do you like young girls he was like Define define underage. It's like it's weird. It's like this is a simple question. You should be able to answer it all the time. Like it shouldn't be something you have to answer some of the time. It should be you answer right all the time. Yeah. And if anything, you should we should you should answer it at the very least more right than not. Yeah. Uh, my my takeaway from this and this stems from Trump announcing that he was going to announce the KKK and Antifa as terrorist organizations. Oh. Um, you know, this was a week ago that he did this. <laughs> yeah, in an election year, right before a debate, in front of a bunch of black people. And if you want to use his own argument against him, where he kept asking Joe, like, "Why haven't you done this in forty-seven years of being in?" It took you three years. It took you four years to figure this out to put the KKK on a terrorist group. But here's here's a bigger point that um. Somebody, I can't remember who, but somebody pointed it out to me. But when you start to give the president the authority to put American citizens on a group of terrorist organizations without precedent, it, and I hate to use this term, can be a bit of a slippery slope. It is. Because if you have it without precedent, and you're also adding Antifa, which is not a group, but an idea, where do you draw the line? 
like what's stopping you from putting uh, fans of the Philadelphia Eagles on a terrorist group? I mean, or the Black Panthers. Or the Black Panthers. Or black people. So to put the KKK as a terrorist group, even though it seems like a political layup. I'll wait to see it, though. You got to wait to see it. And it doesn't really mean fuck all. Because the KKK's numbers have been dwindling for years. And while other white supremacist groups have grown in the past few years, the KKK themselves are kind of like the bottom feeders of white supremacy groups. It's also an MLM. Like when you really look down to what the KKK is, it's like a a multi-level marketing scheme for the most part. Absolutely. You got to bring in three people every time that you join in order to keep it alive. It's fucking Avon. But if you look at like the proud, if you look at the proud boys and you look at like the three percenters and all those groups, like those aren't like your backwoods redneck uh, hillbillies, you know, like those are your guys that are going to work at middle class and high class jobs. They're going out on the weekends. They're watching college football. They probably have black friends, but those are the same and they dudes. Definitely have they definitely have a fantasy football team. They definitely have a fantasy football team, but those are the same dudes that when they log on the internet at at night, they're going on the 4chan and 8chan and Reddit and spreading memes and saying terrible things. Those are the guys that look down upon the KKK as less than. You know what I'm saying? So they like to live in plain view, whereas the KKK typically had to hide themselves. That's why they had to wear the masks, right? So, again, putting the KKK on a terrorist organization doesn't really mean shit, and it's kind of a bad precedent. So that, to me, doesn't give me enough, uh, doesn't, doesn't say enough to me that Trump really is about this, uh, you know, I love everybody life. Like, you know. What makes you think that? Nothing. Like, what would make you think that? Like, Nothing. But if you ask some of his supporters, that's enough evidence bro, to the contrary. Bro, like, you can't even, you can't even, like, get into that with... Listen, it's, man. Listen, we could go all day. Bro, we could like, go yeah, all day for evidence. Bro, that's, some, that's a, like, there are, like, some Trump supporters are literally on some cult shit, man. Like, it's so, it's like, a, they're just into the cult of personality at this point. Like, you can't give them facts. It's like, it's, it's a pointless to even argue some of these Trump supporters. It's like... I get, I understand voting for somebody. I don't understand supporting somebody to this degree. I've never seen so many conservatives, like, jump the aisle in this kind of scenario. Like, I've never seen that in my life watching politics. I've never seen this many, like, Republicans that are just, like, staunch Republicans and say, like, I don't fuck with this dude. Yeah. And it's happened, it happens so often. And so, and it's happening a lot. And I haven't seen it like this before ever. So I just think it's weird that people can't read the room and see what's going on yeah. sometimes. So, I mean, I it's at, the, it's at the point that I'm not even like, some some people, if you're a Trump supporter, like, uh, he, I've, I've tried to hear people out and like, I've just have everything that like makes sense to me. I really, I just have not. I have yeah. not. So, yeah. Here in Texas, we're dealing with our own brand of fuckery down here. Yeah. Um, your boy, Greg Abbott. Where, where are my lips at? <laughs> Mr. Where are my lips at? Mr. Uh, can't find my chapstick. Don't miss, don't need no chapstick. Mr. Yeah. I just use lotion on my face. Mr. Um, I have no other part to moisturize besides my face. If I was a different type of dude, if I was Kinesis, I'd say something very disrespectful right now, but I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're dealing with our own brand of fuckery down here. Dateline! Texas governor limits election drop boxes to one per county in sprawling state. Texas Governor Greg Abbott issued a proclamation Thursday limiting the amount of drop-off locations for mail-in ballots to one site per county. County! The move significantly affects the Democratic stronghold of Harris County, our county, right in the middle of Houston, Texas, which is the state's largest county by population, one of the most populous in the country, and covers a massive area. I've heard that we're bigger than Rhode Island maybe like eight different times on TV now. Because uh, of what's going on. That might be true. No, I, I, I think it definitely is true. I've heard it too many times for it not to be true. <laughs> <laughs> it must now reduce the 12 drop-off locations down to one starting on Friday, yesterday. According to Elizabeth Lewis, spokeswoman for the Harris County Clerk's Office, Travis County, which includes the reliably Democratic city of Austin, must limit its four drop-off location to just one. Other large counties like Tarrant, Dallas, and El Paso County only had one drop-off location already in place. That's kind of crazy to me. Dallas only had one mail-in ballot location drop-off? 
I mean, it's weird, but at the same time, I don't think it's the size of size is. I mean, that just goes to show you how trash Dallas is. I mean, for being honest. I mean, for being really honest. I'm looking for the lie. I can't find it. The Republican government said in a statement that order was made to enhance ballot security. It also allows poll watchers to observe the in-person delivery of mail-in ballots by voters, but critics say it could severely limit access for many voters. The state of Texas has a duty to voters to maintain the integrity of our elections, Abbott said. As we work to preserve Texas' ability to vote during the COVID-19 pandemic, we must take extra care to strengthen ballot security protocols throughout the state. These enhanced security protocols will ensure greater transparency and will help stop attempts at illegal voting. You know what? I got it. I got it. I don't have to his lips. Like, every time he's been lying, God took some of his lips away. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening. Like, God don't want your mouth to have lips because you lie so goddamn much. It's like, you must not need this because you're always doing fuck shit with your mouth. So I'm taking your lips away. He needs to be careful because it's going to be down to his gums by Christmas. So it's like a reverse Pinocchio situation. Exactly. I got you. He could like my fire marshal building this bitch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to take a stab at how many people live in Harris County? I think I heard it's like, is it? I, I think I heard before. I may be wrong, but did it say four million? Four point seven million. Four point seven million. So closer to five million. Closer to five million people. Five vote. million. And you know that's not everybody voting by mail, but that's right. one, one singular location for nearly five million people. Yeah. Traffic is bad enough, as it is. Um, for for relation, uh, Dallas County, the one that we said already has one drop-off location, 2.6 million people. Jesus. That so is trash. That is trash. That is super trash. That is trash, man. Um, what, do you, what, what, like, what do you think about all this? Look, do you think that they were really trying to secure the voting stronghold, or bro, are they really just trying to cock-block everybody from making their voice heard? Voter fraud is not a thing. You cannot, like, you can't enact you know, laws on stories. It's like, it'd be like me making gun control laws to help everyone with the zombie outbreaks. Oh, now, like, wait a second now. It's October. I know. We haven't had, a, we haven't had an announcement of a monthly uh, plague to hit us yet. Okay. I mean, we have, we're in one right now. I know. It's, well, no, I'm talking about like an like a like we have the overall plague, right? But each month, like we got like remember we had like the Japanese hornets, we had the UFOs. Yeah, so are gonna be zombies this month. I'm saying, like, I mean, look, if there's anything that would be on brand, well, for for Halloween month. Well, well, you know what? You're shy of luck because he's too busy limiting drop boxes instead of dealing with guns and zombies. So we're all fucked. Mm. That's what that says. Yeah, you're not wrong. You know, it's like. Or be like I said, or be like limiting, like limiting toy sales to make sure that we don't get any like murder dolls going on the streets. Oh, like Chucky. Right. It's it's, it's like that's what it is to me. It's like you can't, like it's not a thing. Like our voter turnout so low off on the regular anyway. It's like voter fraud is is it's, it's fucking fault. It's like it's made up. Yeah, you know it doesn't saying? happen. It doesn't happen on the national level like this. Like it it you, does happen on the smaller level, and I think that there was somebody in I want to say like Indiana. That just got like a a, mayor, a mayoral, 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 mayoral run, mayoral okay. candidate. Yeah, uh, was busted for voter fraud. But I mean, it just doesn't happen on the national scale. You can't get us to go out and vote one time. They can make us go vote twice. Like, what is I got? Make make it make sense. You know what I'm saying? It's like I don't understand how the same things. And and then and then you're saying like you want to limit, you want to um, you want to uh, ensure the security. So I have to break it down to one? It's only 11. You don't have enough officials to guard 11 boxes in, East, in, in um, Harris County or any other county. Yeah. Like other counties don't even have, like Dallas had one already. So the other counties don't have that many. So it's not like you're just allocating more resources to go and guard those boxes. So you can't do that. So you have to put it all to one. So I get the fuck out of here. Like, we're adults here. We all see it. Yeah. We're not five. What the fuck? Like, you're lying to us like it's like telling us Santa Claus or the tooth fairy. It's like we get it. Like you're lying. Very much getting lied to to our face. And like at this point, it's just your audacity to do it at this point. It's yeah. just like, yo, like y'all are really fucking ballsy right now. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like the more I the more I live, the less I respect people that I was told to respect as a kid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're just you guys are just full of shit. Basically. Yeah. It's 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 a really hard realization to come to. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, we don't have to sit here and tell you. I'm sure Instagram and Facebook has inundated you with reasons as to why you should register to vote because I can't seem to get the notifications off my phone. Every time I open up my fucking phone, they're yelling at me to register to vote, even though I already am. So, I can vote, bitch! Yeah, if you aren't registered to vote, please go do so. And if you need to mail in your ballot, uh, just follow the proper protocols to get it done. Um, I'm pretty sure that if you postmark your ballot before November 3rd, even if it arrives late... They still count it, so you know. Just and and also, like there there are mad lawsuits against the Greg Abbott right now about this. So it may maybe it'll change. Maybe it will change. But let's, we'll hope, s- let's hope it will change. Yeah. Um, something that I learned just real quick. We don't have to spend too much time on this, but something that I learned about the Supreme Court. Um, you know how they they the. The consensus is that, oh, once you get a nomination to the Supreme Court, that's it. They're done. They have to either retire or they have to die in order for that seat to open up, right? Yup. Here's what I did not know. Congress can impeach and remove Supreme Court justice. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. The reason why is because it's never happened. They've never done it. And because it doesn't have a precedent attached to it. So if you repeat, if you impeach and remove somebody for whatever reason, then that just kind of opens up the floodgates for the next party in power to do the same thing. Mm. So it's kind of, again, slippery slope. That's not what we're going to name the title of this episode. I decided that already. Uh, So, I mean, look, look. (laughs) Nothing is off the table for 2020. No. So if you start to see see rumblings of impeach and remove whatever homegirl's name is, if she actually gets appointed... uh, just know that it's it's probably not going to be a good thing to do that. Probably not, or just not for the future, at least. It won't be a good no. thing. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a it's, bad it's a bad long term booking. Yeah. It's it's good short term booking, but it's bad long term booking. Yeah, like we're at SummerSlam right now. We need to book towards WrestleMania. Yeah, it's uh, it's also a thing where it's like you have to see if you'll be successful in doing it. Also, because it's like when you're impeaching that person, because you're impeaching on what they did, right? Yeah, that's the thing. It's like there is no like you can just impeach them because you know for whatever reason. Like maybe they like you know like yeah. like maybe they like sausage over bacon, and you're just like no, no, I don't trust you, <laughs> or whatever. Like th- there is no precedent, so you can do it for whatever reason. But that was something that I learned. That I wanted to relay that information to all of you out there. And if I'm wrong on that, uh, please enter my DMs and tell me. Okay, let's talk about some real important shit. Important shit. Let's talk comic book villains. Yeah. We had a great response last week to our top five rap duos. Yeah. It lightened the mood. It made you feel better. It made me feel better. It did. So we're going to repeat the same thing because we're doing a lot of fuck shit this week. And we're trying to get on the, on the, on the good foot. Trying to get on the good foot. Yeah, man. So we're going to go five, four, three, two, one, but no particular order. This yeah, because like, the thing is, is like the thing that got me what we're talking about villains it's because I was because I'm gonna get on this for a second. I was watching Thor Ragnarok, mm-hmm. and Kate Blanchett as hell does not get enough flowers for her her portrayal in that movie, man. Kate Blanchett in general does not get enough flowers. Like her, like from me personally. Uh, yeah, no, I, I want to send Kate Blanchett some flowers. And she's she's also pretty old too. But hey, still. you know what, dude? Yeah, no, Who no, gives up. But, but have yeah. you seen Ocean Tate? Oh, I'm like, yes. No, I look. I I'm 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 there. I'm there. Okay. I'm there. Just want to make sure you're I'm saying, there. yeah. I'm saying like, but because people give, you know, Marvel like they always say like they like they had Loki, then they got right, then they got right to Killmonger. I'm like, y'all just kind of skipped over Hela though. Mm-hmm. Hela was a great villain. Fantastic. Like she had a good backstory. Like I remember that she popped up and Thor thought that was hammer time. Mm-hmm. Palm the shit with one hand mm-hmm. and then crushed the hammer. And that was in the trailer, and we were just like, oh shit. Yeah. Uh, we never saw her die officially. Right. We never saw a body. They had to build the way they had to beat her. They had to destroy Asgard to beat her. Yeah, that's pretty crazy to think about. Yeah, she took his eye. She took Thor's eye. Took Thor's eye and took his dignity as well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, definitely a good call on bringing up Hela and the lovely Kate Blanchett. Yeah. Um. Okay. You want to start things off? Sure. Okay. Like these are in no particular order. No particular there's, so, order. there's so many villains so that everyone has villains. their own everyone has their own five. Everyone's got five. These are the five that are important to me. Important to you. 
Like, your top five. My top five. Don't come at him and asking, like, where's so-and-so? Yeah, like, they're there. They're there. I love villains, man. Villains are my shit. But this is his top five. This is my top five. So, so you make your own top five. So and we and you know what? Let me just make something very clear. You should have a top five, though. You should definitely have a top five. And if you're out there and you want to argue about this, listen, we're not going to meet up and fight. So let's not even debate it, okay? Unless you want to meet up and actually throw hands over my lists, just save it. All right, right. save it. Right, save it. Yeah. So at five, like I said, no particular order is Dark Side. Oh wow, Dark Side at five. I mean, it's not. It's not. Oh yeah, order, you're right. You know you're not in a particular order. Dark so. Side is five. It came out strong. But Dark Side is five because, like, I remember like reading comic books, and Superman was just it. Mm-hmm. Like, Superman was an unbeatable villain, like an unbeatable hero. Like he was just like when, when Superman came up, shit was a wrap. Mm-hmm. He got it in the bag. Mm-hmm. So I remember seeing like I think it was a cartoon. I remember seeing I saw Dark Side. Dark Side was fucking up shit. Oh yeah. And the thing the thing about Dark Side though is like he didn't even like he he has to use it behind his back. Like he's standing there behind his back, just fucking shit up, and not even pulling his hands out. Yeah, that's how that's how that's how little fucks he gives by anything. Mm-hmm. So like, if shit's, shit's fucked up, Superman comes on. Everyone's like, "Oh man, Superman's here!" Superman, Superman looks around, everything's fucked up. He's dark side. Yeah, goes in the dark side, full steam. Mm-hmm. And I have never seen anyone bitch slap Superman before. <laughs> yeah, like to see Superman coming, you full steam, and you swat him like a fly. I was like, "Oh, this nigga's for real." Yep. He's for real. He gets jumped on the regular. Dark side. Seven on one. Yeah. He yeah. gets jumped on the regular by Wonder Woman, Superman, The Flash, yeah. uh, Martian Manhunter. And he's usually just handling just, just handing out ass whoopings. Yep. One interesting thing about Dark Side that I learned recently was that they based him off of Richard Nixon <laughs> and Adolf Hitler. <laughs> so if you had to if you had to wonder. <laughs> Why? He's such a terrible villain? All you got to look to is a former president and leader of the Nazi party. Yeah. Um, I love Darkseid. And I am more than excited to see his representation in the Snyder Justice League cut. Yeah, man. I can't wait to see it. Did you see the trailer? I did. And did you see how he looked? Yeah, no, it's amazing. It looked pretty good. I I don't want to give my stuff so much, but I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it. Me too. Uh, My number five, in no particular order, The Shredder. From Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay, I mean, what are we talking about? Ninja Turtles. When I grew, when I was a kid, was my shit. I had the toys. I watched the cartoon. I saw the movies. Memorized the movies. I had the clothing, and the Shredder. To me, while I never feared the Shredder, I respected him. You have to. I respected the gangster because you know why. He was able to take these street youths off the street and turn them into fucking ninjas, dude. The Foot Clan. The Foot Clan. And honestly, that remember that in that first movie, their little hideout where they were skating and like, yeah. you know, eating pizza and like drinking. <laughs> Look kind of tight. <laughs> yeah, like this is dope. And they were they were this ain't, this ain't a bad life. And they were out there just hitting licks and stealing shit off of trucks and shit like that. Like I was like, you know what? Doesn't look that bad. He probably like like a great pitch. He cared. He cared about his he cared about his staff, you know what? And that's really all you can ask for when you're dealing with a crime boss. And the only thing he wanted more than anything was to get rid of these mutant ninja turtles off the streets, which if you're looking at it objectively <laughs> through a lens, if you had to get rid of one thing, if you're going to get rid of giant mutant ninja turtles or uh some 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 ninjas that go and steal a ninja, uh, ninja crime syndicate. Yeah, ninja crime syndicate. Which one are you more inclined to get rid of? You're probably going to get rid of the strange uh, bipedal uh, turtles, amphibians. Yeah. So Shredder to me will always have a soft spot in my heart because I just thought one, he's cool. He has a cool costume. He has a cool name, and yeah. he can fight. So yeah, that's my guy. What about you? Number four. All right, number four is the Joker. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's like I said, it's one of those ones that like you can't really. The thing about the Joker that's so perfect is that usually when you have a villain, it's usually just like every every attribute of the hero, and then like you make it dark, like for Spider Man and Venom, the Green Lantern and Sinestro. Mm. Uh, I guess like the, like I mean the Hulk and Abomination. It's mm. like mm-hmm. you can think of that all the time, but like with the with Batman and Joker, though, it's like you took this one hero and you made his um his villain the exact 
opposite of them. They're alike in a lot of ways, but they're also different in so many ways. Like, hey, one guy, I like battle armor. One guy's wearing a purple suit. <laughs> <laughs> he said, he, Joker said him, he's like, you're just one bad day from being me. Yeah. And it's like, so I think that with, with that, it's just kind of like, it's cool. Like in terms of like that, because like I like it's very rare that you see the 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 opposite mm-hmm. of the hero, and then also they just mid they they go so well together. Yeah. So it's just really I think it's just that that Batman Joker thing is makes Joker so great. Like the one's not great without the other, mm-hmm. and they kind of really feed off each other in a sense. Mm-hmm. So like that's what they I think was so great about the Joker because it's just like like without the bat without Batman like what's he and what's Batman without the Joker? Right. Also, if you get the Joker as a role in a movie, you're pretty much guaranteed some sort of nomination somewhere. <laughs> it could be a Razzie. Unless you're Jared Leto, unfortunately. Uh, my number four, the Violator, Clown from, okay. from Spawn. Again, growing up watching the Spawn HBO series, which, by the way, holds the fuck up. If you haven't gone and watched the Spawn series on HBO, do yourself a favor and block out a week. And just power through that because it is so good. But Violator, Clown, complete opposite from Shredder, actually terrified me. Scared the <laughs> dog shit out of me. Because I'm like, oh my God, this is guy is a demon. He's a, a, a representative of hell. He actually wants to kill Spawn. Like, he wants to hurt Spawn. He doesn't want to help him. Yeah. But he wants to hurt him so badly. Hurt his spirit. Hurt his soul. Like, take everything away from him and just d- reduce spawn down to to just a soldier just a fucking shell yeah. of what al simmons used to be that's fucking gross dude <laughs> yeah, no, it, is. it is it is gross but also does it with a sense of humor he's very charming he's 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 he keeps it lighthearted at times and that's also what's really terrifying about him because you're just like I could see myself falling in line with this guy. Yeah. I could see myself being, uh, you know, being able to, to. I don't know what the fuck I'm looking for, but he, uh, he's a great, he's a great villain, and yeah. he's one of the ones that will always be close to my heart. All right, yeah. number number three. Number three is Mister Freeze. Oh, another Batman villain. Mister Freeze. The thing about Mister Freeze is that he was the first villain that I ever saw. Like, I think he's probably like the best. Like the first villain ever seen, fully fleshed out. Mm-hmm. Like they, like if they had motivation, you could understand. Mm-hmm. And like that showed me, like the because before that, villains just evil, just take it being evil, right? And you don't know why. But then it's like when you see Mister Freeze story, it's like, what else is he supposed to do? Yeah, it's kind of like because people people say that about Thanos. I'm like, that's not the same thing. Like it's like he could have just doubled the resources and not killed half the people, right? But it's like with Mister Freeze, it's like he's not even the real villain in that story. No, he's just like a he's like a byproduct of people doing bad shit. Right. So that's why with Mr. Freeze, I was like, I never saw a, vil- a villain story of fleshed out like his. I also, I also knew, even as a young person, when I saw Batman and Robin came out mm-hmm. and they cast Arnold Schwarzenegger, I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, they don't get it. Right. They definitely need to double back on the Mr. Freeze storyline and try to give him a little bit more uh, better representation when, uh, when it comes to him being on screen. Yeah, I'd have liked like, a Ben Kingsley or something like that for that role. Ooh. Like if that, like if they had cast him at that time, that'd have been great. Because the thing is, like, he don't have to be, he don't have to be big. He don't have to be big, and he don't have to be young. Yeah, he has. I uh, has to have the, just put a guy, put an actor in the suit. There you go, man. That's a great idea, Ben Kingsley. Fuck yeah, I fuck with that. That'd have been great. Uh, my number three, another Batman villain, Calendar Man. Oh, this guy is my fucking favorite Batman villain because how can you not be scared of a serial killer? That kills on major holidays. Yeah. You know what's coming. Yeah. You see it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, like he's he's one that he's one Batman villain that I haven't seen. There are a few Batman villains I haven't seen put in like the um cinema. He's definitely one of them. He needs to be there, man. And like the long Halloween is my favorite Batman story. Yeah. Okay. And he has a pretty, you know, essential part in that storyline. You know, he's kind of like the uh uh the Hannibal Lecter. To the um, you know the stories, uh, Silence of the Lambs. You know what I'm saying? Like he's the kind of like the insight and why, uh, Jesus. Uh, he's kind of the he's kind of like the uh, the reason or the, the the insight into the 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 criminal that's committing the crimes, right? Yeah. But the idea of a guy that's just obsessed with killing at a particular day 
every every month or every year or whatever like it's just like it captivates me yeah. and i'm just like why is this not being translated into a story yet and i thought for sure when they announced the batman movie with pattinson like oh of course like why not give it to calendar man like it's an easy layup of a vil- of a villain where there's no superpowers you don't really have to be uh super strong or, su- or you know uh, have all your gadgets ready to to defeat him all you need to do is just be a great detective yeah but it looks like they're going with the Riddler, which is even just as great. So I'm I'm excited for that anyway. But yeah, let's put Calendar Man in a fucking movie, please. Shelby, yes, please. Thank you, Hollywood. Thank you. Uh, number two. Number two is Lex Luthor. Ooh, Lex Luthor. Interest, interestante. The reason why I have Lex Luthor on there because like I feel like when I saw Lex Luthor as a child mm-hmm. and seeing him as an adult, I didn't appreciate how terrifying he was until you met Jeff Bezos or or insert CEO here. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, like the thing he's so real. He's too real. Too real. Like predicted the future real. He's too real. Like that's the thing about us that like, yo, this is we see this guy all the time. Like we see him everywhere. Like we see him. That's Elon Musk. That's yeah. Lex Jeff Bezos. That's yeah. the guy that owns Nestle. Like that's Lex <laughs> Luthor, dude. Like yeah, the guy dude. that wants to buy all the water. Like that's real like it was so crazy that you like you have this guy Lex Luthor who had this track record of just doing all these bad things, mm-hmm. and there's an arc where he became the president. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that sound so fucking familiar? Oh yeah, no. Look, you are not gonna convince me otherwise that Lex Luthor is more true to life in this day and age than any other villain that we can think of. Like his only beef with Superman is that like he didn't want anyone to actually have anything above him. Mm-hmm. It was just pure jealousy, jealousy, narcissism. Yeah. And that's only his best beef with Superman. Can you imagine the fucking press conference that Dumpf would have if a fucking alien came down and was able to just lift a building over his head? Yo. With his fucking traps and his shoulders and his perfect face? Can you imagine what he would say about him? This guy is fake news. This guy is terrible for America. He doesn't do anything good. We need to put a stop to Superman. You can't have people walking around with this kind of power. It's not safe. America will never be safe. In Joe Biden's America, there will be Superman running around in every town, on Main Street, in small towns, going to school, dating your daughters. Picking up buildings. Picking up buildings and putting them down wherever they want to. I'll tell you what, he'll never touch Trump Tower. It's too heavy for him. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Uh, my number two is Harley Quinn. Okay. If there has ever been a coming-of-age story better than Harley Quinn's? I don't know it. We're talking about being created for Batman the Animated Series, a show that I grew up watching. You grew up watching. We all grew up watching. Here she comes out of nowhere, Joker's little assistant, right? Didn't really think much of it at the time because you're just like, oh, okay, they just introduced a new character. Or I was so... I was so unfamiliar with Batman at the time, I thought she was already an established character. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Fast forward a couple of years, and you got this gorgeous woman, Margot Robbie, playing her in a movie. Amazingly. Amazingly. And you're just like, oh, okay, this is a fully fleshed out character. This is somebody that has motive and inspiration and drive and a history. And you're like, oh, no, this is not just joker's assistant this is a fucking victim of a abusive relationship you know what i'm saying like the way that they were able to translate it to a modern audience to be able to relate to yeah has been phenomenal and now i'd say between the suicide squad movie and the birds of prey movie and the harley quinn show on hbo max or dc universe whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. and her own titles in uh in, in store in comics uh, there's probably no more popular villain in the world right now. Yeah. I mean, for a multitude of reasons. So I love Harley Quinn. I love that she's funny and I love that she's destructive and I love that she's nasty as fuck. <laughs> All right. Number one or whatever order you want to put this in. Number one, no, number I guess, so it's one to five is whatever. But yeah. Number five is, um, it is Victor Von Doom. Dude, that was mine. Is it? That's my guy. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, let's fucking talk about fucking Dr. Doom, bro. Dr. Doom is a character that's just like his only his his only drive is to show the world that I am better than you. Mm-hmm. Like he wants to show everyone 
I am better. That's his sole motivation to do everything he does. Yeah. And the thing is, is like, he really is better than you. He's kind of right. He's kind of right. Like, he's yeah, better than you right. in everything. The only the person that beats Dr. Doom is Dr. Doom. That's it. Yeah. Dr. Doom is the only one that steps in front of his own. He's always, like, he, he just fills himself too much. Yeah. That's usually what happens. There's a great moment when uh, he finally gets unmasked and he's like, oh, no, I'm hideous. And he has like a single scar right. like, under his cheek. And you're just like, oh, this guy's a fucking. I'm a fucking narcissist. He's a fucking narcissist and he's a fucking fool of himself. But he's also really smart. Yeah. And he was able to lift Thor's hammer. He's, and he's just, a, he's, man, there's a moment in the uh, 9-11 Spider-Man edition where they're like cleaning up New York. Uh-huh. And there's a, there's a shot of. Uh, Kingpin and Doctor Doom standing back to back, just like looking at all the destruction going on, and then they zoom in on Doctor Doom's face, and he's shedding a single tear, and you're like, "Oh fuck!" You forget there's a human being underneath that mask, yeah, and you're just like, "Okay, that kind of moment allows you to open up your heart a little bit more to these villains, so you can understand their motivations a little bit more." Yeah, but like this Doctor Doom is like. Like he's, because with that energy has like his immense swagger, he's super like, swagger. He's just like, like he's like, he feels like everyone is beneath him. Mm-hmm. Like he, like even other villains, dude. Other villains, everybody. But he's also one of the best players, best characters to play with in Marvel versus Capcom. Yeah, and another one that definitely needs a. Re up on the movie representation. They've been fucking him up so bad because they ain't done it right at all. Not they even close. Right. Not, Not even, even close. close. Like we talk about um, people that have been done wrong. Like you said, like we said, we said uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mister Freeze, but mm-hmm. yo, Doctor Doom, mm. his portrayal, mm. fucking travesty. Travesty. Um, that was fun. Yeah. Let's do something like this again next week. Did you ever one? Yeah, Doctor Doom. Oh yeah, that's right. You yeah, yeah, same one. Yeah, same one. So I'm really, I'm really happy with that list. I'm good list, good list, bro. Likewise. Thanks. Kevin Durant has a podcast now. He does. And his first guest on there was Kyrie Irving, and Kyrie was on there talking about the new coach in Brooklyn, Steve Nash. There was a clip that floated around, went kind of viral. That um, Kyrie was not. He's not like thrilled about having a new coach it seems but he also understands that having a coach that used to be a player might be a better situation than previously before yeah that's not all you said but we'll start there we'll start there let's play the clip first i want to give a shout out to kenny agassi because you know some people came out and was like yo kai and katie got kenny fired and look that was completely false listen kenny was great for the group that he served and i was very appreciative of, of what he was giving us um, throughout the season when we were playing. We always heard of how great Nash was or saw how great Nash was as a player, but also when you get to know him as a person, you understand why he can coexist with us because we don't need somebody to come in and put their coaching philosophy on everything that we're doing and change up the wheel and, yo, you guys need to start doing this, and we start running on the first day of practice. It's just like, no. <laughs> I, want, I want somebody. I need somebody that's going to understand that I am a human being first, I serve my community and where I come from first. And then basketball is something I come and do every single day because I love. And also I have the right ingredients and people around me to come in and do my job at a high level. And I know that they will hold me accountable to that level. It's no disrespect to Kenny or any other coaches I play with. It's just Steve coming in at this moment and then following up with putting together a great coaching core was going to make us more successful. So what do you think about that? Um. Well, I remember I've, I, got, I have to confess I read headlines before, mm-hmm. and they didn't really get everything that he said. And yeah. so I think there, I disagree with them, but like I think there's some context to be there because like I don't think I don't disagree with what he said totally. Mm-hmm. I think he, I think you should have a coach that sees you as a person first, and as like you know you you should be a human before that you're a basketball player. That is true. Yeah. So I do I do I do agree with that part of it. However, I think that a coach's job though. Is to make sure that you win. True. That is the coach's job when they get there, when they when they get on the court. So it's like they can look at you as a person, but they also have to do what's best to make your team win. That that's his job. And if they're violating that first part, that you have all means to be uh, unhappy with your position. But at the same time, you also have to understand that 
their job is to make sure that the team wins and mm-hmm. they have to, and they may have to they may have to make you run or do things that you may not like to do in order to get you to the place that you want to be to win. I have to. Yeah, that's that's my thing. Yeah. I don't disagree. I think you're right. I think Steve it's going into a situation that is probably not um I don't know. He, he's he's definitely going to be rolling that ball up that hill, that stone ball up that hill. Yeah. Because you know he's never coached before. People are expecting a lot with these two caliber players. Um, and again, they play in Brooklyn, so yeah. media's going to be up their ass. But I'm pulling for him. I wish yeah. them all the best. It's like, but because it's like the coach thing is weird. Because like even the, all the greats are coached. True. So it's weird that you. So you can't say that. You know, you don't need to coach because like who are you to say that you don't need to be coached when? All great to be coached, man. Like, uh, like I said, like, like Jordan had to be coached. Yeah. Kobe had to be coached. LeBron had to be coached. They all got to be coached. Everybody got to be coached. So you're right. You're not right. Or you're not wrong, but you are right. <laughs> um, real quick, continuing with our Hispanic Heritage Month, we got to talk about somebody very important. Okay. Viva la raza. Of course. You knew we weren't going to go without talking about the GOAT. One of two Texans that cannot be besmirched in any way is Eddie Guerrero and the other being Selena. Okay. Can't talk shit about them. And I would never because Eddie is one of the best professional wrestlers of all time. Yeah. That's... I mean, you want to talk about somebody that redefined what it meant to be a quote-unquote small guy, which is, I kind of hate saying... It's so weird to say that about wrestlers, though. Because if you look at him, he's a fucking tank. These small guys are not small guys. They're not small guys, but in comparison to, like, Kane and The Undertaker and fucking, you know, Andre the Giant, yeah, they're small. It's even like... But the thing is, like, even when you see, like, UFC fighters out, like, they mm-hmm. look like normal people. Like, yeah. Eddie Guerrero's not, like, normal in any no, circumstances. No, not in any circumstances. And he was not normal in the ring because we're looking at a... Triple uh, A World Tag Team Champion, a Triple A Hall of Famer, an ECW World Television Champion, a Hardcore Hall of Famer, a IWA Mid South Heavyweight Champion, a Latin American Wrestling Champion, New Japan Pro Wrestler, uh, Best of Super Juniors, a Junior Heavyweight Super Grade Tag League. Uh, we're talking uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated Comeback of the Year, Inspirational Wrestler of the Year, Stanley Weston Award. Um, he ranked number two on the top 500 PWI in 2004. Uh, WCW Cruiserweight Champion, WCW United States Heavyweight Champion. Uh, we're going to WWE Champion, WWE European Champion, United States Champion, Intercontinental Champion, Tag Team Champion, Hall of Famer, and United States Championship Tournament in 2003. I mean, we're talking like one of the most charismatic one of the most fun wrestlers to watch, innovative in so many different ways, inspirational to a lot of wrestlers these days. Sasha Banks is very public about her admiration for Eddie Guerrero. Rey Mysterio, who is still wrestling, who is now passing down his torch to his son, Dominic, is a, you know, like, will always champion Eddie Guerrero. And, um, you know, just just a, a much-missed person in the industry. Um so, shout out to Eddie Guerrero for being one of the best of all time. Yeah, I think you said it. I think you said it best, man. Yeah. Give an education worthy. I do. What is it? That's very simple. Talk uh, to me. Talk to me, son. Basically, you deserve happiness. Oh. You'd be surprised how many people won't like go for things because they think like. What are you? Who are you? Who am I to deserve it? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, or who am I to deserve this? Like, you deserve to be happy. It's kind of like, it's kind of like when it's kind of like what I'll tell you about Lolo. You know what I'm saying? It's like, who are you to say that you can't? That you don't deserve that? You do say that. Yeah, you do say that a lot. Yeah, you deserve that. You deserve to be happy. Why don't I deserve to be happy? Yeah, like, 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 why do I? Like, what did you? Like, what did you do? You were you. That's all I can be. You were you. That's right. where you deserve happiness. It's like, and, and why is why does you being, why is you being enough to you deserve happiness? Because you woke up and you decided to grace us all with your presence. So look at the person next to you, look at the bugs, look at the sky, just look in the universe and just say, "You're welcome." 
I mean, that's a bar. That's a bar right there. Um, it's probably one of your best educations yet, bro. That's right. <laughs> uh, thank you all for listening. Again, make sure you check out our Instagram and our Twitter at State Your Take. Check out our playlist on Spotify, the State Your Take list with Ed and Aaron. And subscribe if you haven't already because you're listening. So you, you've gotten this far. You might as well. You might as well. And also, if you want to, you can check the link in our show notes and hand us some donations. 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 Because we're always looking to get a little bit more money in our pocket. (laughs) We definitely stole it. Um, Yeah. Do you have anything that you want to tell the people? Uh, Oh, yeah. Trump has COVID. Oh, that's right. I did hear about that. Yeah. Um, Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. All right. Well, that's going to be it. Is it? Oh, we love most of you. Don't care for the rest of you. Hammergator Productions.